0: Hello friends, Eddie Ryder here. Welcome to Designers Lane Podcast. I have a fabulous guest today, Nancy. Yay, so excited to have Nancy. She is a past guest. We're gonna jump over and talk to her real quick, get a whole bunch of ideas and thoughts of building her home. But before we do that, wanna remind you to subscribe. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow so you get updates and you're notified every time we have a new podcast let's jump i am super excited first of all i have a special guest a client and customer we're going to jump over nancy and then let's get some basic business out of the way to start with and let everybody know that we have our cheat sheet to my left and your right so as i look over and you look over that's going to help me reminder and like i said earlier i have the font blown up so we can see it and i can see it so that's wonderful want to start with our very first question. Where did you and your husband move from?
1: Uh, Austin, Texas.
0: Austin, Texas. And we're going to let our listeners, because again, we have viewers, and then we also have listeners. So this is where we encourage people also to go to YouTube. They can look and see also. But Austin, Texas, and we're in Central North Carolina. Now, what is the weather like? I always laugh at this because I've had a couple clients in Austin, Texas. Is it similar to Raleigh, Durham, Cary area?
1: No, not at all. We do have winters, but the summers are very, very hot, and the summers last a long time.
0: Long time. Is that similar to, I've, I've talked to you, we've been working right. together for a couple of years now, and where I went to Dallas. Yes. Is it similar or hot? Because, you know, I've to what is it, July, I do the lighting show in Dallas, and I think I've texted you and a couple of other people that it's 115 degrees, degrees in the shade at midnight. Is it similar? It's
1: very similar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is. That's nice. But I hear a lot of great things about Austin and about the Dallas area. Uh, So that's beautiful and nice. Um, what was the primary reason that made you guys move over? Because I'm assuming you sold your house in Texas, and this is your primary house that you live in now in Cary? Correct. Awesome. And what was sort of the main reason that you guys moved to the yeah, area? Yeah, so
1: um, our daughter and son-in-law moved from the D.C. area to Chapel Hill. Okay. And we had been up visiting quite a few times, and then we started to have the Grands. And we were coming up almost every six weeks, and they started driving us around, enticing us a little bit. Right. And one of the um, you know, areas is the neighborhood that we currently live in, right. which we really, really enjoyed and, and liked the feel of it. And so um, with a lot of thought, we made the decision to move up here.
0: Well, six weeks is um, frequently in my book, Six that's weeks there. That's not yeah. very often um, or a long amount of time to be able to come. It is often in my book it frequently to be able to to come. Now, as you know, and I'm not that familiar with building in Texas, mm. it's more in central North Carolina, that we are in an area in the central part of North Carolina where we're tearing down properties and projects, which is actually your house that we did. Is that something similar that's happening in Austin
1: um, you see it a little bit, but not as much. Not as much. I, it was kind of a culture shock for me when we came up here to hear that concept, right. Um, and once I got to learn why, right? Um, it I the process became a little bit, you know, easier for me to comprehend it, right. But, um, yeah, there was there was a lot of differences that you and I discovered early on, like, You know stone versus brick right things like that um because we have quarries on every corner it seems like in texas um and so things like that were were different for me to hear it is
0: and talking about the stone um we'll sort of uh follow up a little Mm -hmm. bit with that is i always pitch everyone that there's natural stone and then which is what we used on your project and we're going to have pictures in a few minutes that we're able to look at it and then there's synthetic stone um, man-made stone um, I'm definitely a fan of natural stone and through the process of building and designing I try and educate all of the clients um you know obviously the builders and I know the difference but some of the synthetic stone looks really really good but there's a chance and an opportunity to, down the road where you cut it if the colors are going to come off it looks good but it is not natural stone did you have an idea already with the natural stone and the versus the synthetic
1: I did uh, but I thought I did. Um, and I th- think what you just said is important that you try and educate. Right. Because what was common practice in Texas or when we built previously did not translate here. Right. Um, which was good that you were able to tell me, you know, this is why we probably need to do a combo of both. Right. So I think that there were just different um, cultural aspects of building here. Versus versus Texas. Texas. It is, and that's very true.
0: And I think that you want things differently. If you were to build a house in the mountains or you were to, you know, do something at the beach, you'd want it to be a little bit of a different flavor and a little bit of a different feel and mixing natural stone and brick, which we used brick in your application. Um, And I think it was about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we actually had one of the the brick vendors from the the same store that we bought it, which I believe is Custom Brick, Mm -hmm. um, on Capitol Boulevard, again, in central North Carolina. And we talked about a couple of things, and we have this on our notes. One is I remember at the very, very end that we got a call that the brick that we chose Gosh, what, six, seven, eight months ahead of time was no longer available or it was back ordered for 50 years and we weren't going to be able to use it anymore. And it was a very quick like, oh, my gosh, Nancy, on the phone texting, what are you doing in 30 minutes? Is there any way that you can meet me? Because the brick mason needs to start really, really soon. And we need to change the brick and physically look at it. Um, and that matters. Unfortunately, with the brick, I think it's beautiful. Um, it ties in incredibly nicely with the stone. But want to let all of the listeners and the viewers know that just because we pick it out in the very beginning doesn't mean it's what it's going to be in the end. Right. Um, was that a... Um, I'm looking up there for the answers and mm-hmm. there's no answers up there. Uh, that was a big change or challenge for you, I'm assuming. Or is that something? Because you've said you've done a couple of homes before. Is that expected? Or is that like, holy crap, you it, know, <laughs> thank goodness I'm not in <laughs> China somewhere?
1: It, it kind of was that um, latter feeling of uh, what are we going to do? Right. And we did have to make a decision really quick. But, right. you know, I think once we had the knowledge that, hey, this is, not going to come to fruition they're not going to be making it we really had no choice except to go out and pick something else out um that made the process a little bit easier because it it is what it is at that point um but i think you know all in all if you have to be flexible
0: you have to be flexible in
1: those kind of situations because you know sitting there you know whining for your brick you know that you're never going to get i mean i think they gave us a timeline which was eight months out and that would have
0: which is unheard of it's
1: unheard of and it would have stalled the entire process right
0: well and i think in the beginning when you're building everyone's like well we can take time we can take time and then you get four or five months into it and you're like i don't want to wait another six or eight months it's long enough to be able Mm -hmm. to do the home and i don't remember exactly but i felt like we made that decision in like a week we did i mean it was literally monday or tuesday I called you and I rescheduled my appointments and said, oh, my gosh, I hope you're in town. Um, this is what we need to do. It won't take long to physically go. Right. But we looked at it and I believe that sometimes having fewer choices actually helps with the decisions than having a lot of choices. Exactly. Or multiple choices. Exactly. And that's what we had. It was very much when we went there, we we met with, I think it was with Nancy, um, one of the other regionals mm-hmm. that was there because it was very quick. It was quick. Um, it was like, what can we get our hands on in the next, what, two or three or four weeks at the absolute and, most?
2: And
1: I think that's also the point that you and I um, got to with educating ourselves with the market. Right. Because it was after COVID and there were a lot of things that shops weren't opening up. Things weren't happening the way Things they weren't did. happening
0: and they were changing quite frequently.
1: And things that used to be in stock were no longer in stock. And so, you know, for you and I to be able to say, okay, What is available that really narrowed our choices down to it is, and
0: what still looks good? I mean, I want it to look beautiful and nice for you, but there still has to be a reasonable time. I mean, it still took time to build your home, but you don't want it to take forever. It's not like it was a hundred thousand square foot home, there's a reasonable amount of time, and you're right, with the delays that we had because of covid and because of um, whatever restrictions we had i think the brick was one and i also think the windows were another one that they ran a little bit longer and there was one window that just finally came in um, because it was delayed and it matters but i also encourage people don't change something that you don't like over a month or two but there's certainly enough product out there to be able to make a decision and a selection that looks good that kind of actually makes me think of something else that I always encourage um, customers and did the same thing with you. And you probably thought I was nuts doing this. I was like, let's work on the selections as much as we can in the very beginning, Absolutely. You know, right when we break ground or even before we break ground, because I started getting notes and text messages and emails from the distributors and the vendors that, hey, the break typically takes three weeks to get in. It may take three or four months to get in. The same thing with the windows, the same thing with the shingles. And I was like, Nancy, let's go ahead and jump on it. I know that we've not even broke ground yet, but it could take a little bit longer. And what I've learned from there is even though they may say it's going to take two months to get in, it may take six months to get in. Exactly. It may change. And you don't know that sometimes until the last moment, um, and you have to deal with it. That's absolutely part of it. I mean, you have to deal with it, and it is a big deal. Um, one of the other things, which I don't want to forget, there's so many on there, is that we did a sample wall for you. Yes. Um, uh Sample wall meaning that it's, what, about 30 inches, 36 inches tall and wide. And it had the brick. It had the um, – because we did different, a thicker mortar joint. I always want to call it grout, but it's mortar mm-hmm. for brick. And then we chose the color, and I believe the the brick mason, Victor, who is incredible – did a couple for us and then we could physically see how it was going to be i call it rubbing your thumb in or was it going to be smooth was it going to be a standard um um, brick joint Mm -hmm. or mortar joint is it going to be a little bit taller and we went with the taller because it was an older flavor or an older older look always remember that someone backed into it thank goodness (laughs) after it was done no one will admit who backed into oh, of it. But it's just, it was down. And fortunately, we made the selections. Yeah. But I thought that was incredibly helpful to be able to physically see it. Would you agree?
1: Oh, 100%. Because as you well know, my husband, um, it, he has to, he's not a conceptualist. Right. And so for him to be able to kind of see it, feel it, visualize exactly right. what it looks like, right? Um, especially mixing the two components, uh, that was incredibly helpful.
0: It's helpful for everyone. I can see things with my eyes closed and turned around. Most people can't. And that actually can lead us into our next conversation is these whole 3D drawings we have right now and the renderings. Um, We used uh, someone to do, Haley, to do the outside landscaping rendering so we could see it and the brick and stone. And then the same thing with the inside with the layout of the furniture. Do you guys find that that's helpful for you? I know it's helpful for Bob.
1: It is. It's incredibly helpful for him. Um and and you know, with three D's, as we well know, right. it, they're they're a little skewed. Right. Uh, so you still have to use your imagination a little bit. Right. But it does help to say, okay, this is what, you know, conceptually mm-hmm. this is gonna look like.
0: Well, and I think there's a a huge difference from traditional plans that I've been doing forever, where you look, they call it plan view or bird's eye view, which we're looking down. I always tell people, imagine your back's on the ceiling and you're looking down. That's what it is. And most people have a hard time. They're like, what is this? What am I looking at? And you're very, very right. Even with the 3Ds, it's on still an angle. So it's not exactly 100%. And what the goal is, is to not order something that you don't love that doesn't work and you're not happy with. Sometimes it happens. I know we're recently talking about flipping a little bit of furniture around. Mm-hmm. But the big thing for me is if a sofa that's seven feet wide, you want to make sure it's seven feet wide and not nine feet wide. You exactly. know, some of the new sofas are wider and they're not going to be able to fit. Some people don't think about that and they don't look at that. They're more about the fabrics they're more about is it comfortable? It's not whether or not it's the right size or the lamp table. Is it too small? Is it too big? Is it too short? And then being able to see that sometimes I think is helpful for people. Um, And it's very new. I mean, it's just come out. You know, they had three, I mean, back in, gosh, I think it was the late 80s I was in school, you hand-rendered everything. Mm -hmm. And it took hours and hours and hours and hours, which meant it was expensive. And it's just your hand-rendering it. And if you're not flawless at it, it becomes a challenge. And now these new programs, I just on the weekends can sit around and drag and move stuff around, and it takes 30 minutes or an hour. And it's like, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And you're able to physically do it. And you're right, it doesn't get it within six inches. But usually within that... It's okay. Um, but I think six inches versus two feet oh, is yeah. a big is a big, it's big a thing big for sure. Awesome. So I'm so excited about the brick joints that you did. I can't get over <laughs> it. Hopefully in the pictures we can talk about it. Sure. It's probably a little hard to see that's in there. But going to that wider um mortar joint on the brick, I think was absolutely huge and then worked to the nth degree. So I want to look at my little cheat sheet right here and go through. We kind of jumped around a little bit because I got excited about the brick. So let's talk about um, surprises that happened during the project, which we did talk about a couple. Are there one or two that happened to you that was, and again, I always like to be positive and negative, that, hey, this is great, or either you know, this was unexpected. One, we know the brick you know, that just wasn't happened, Um, that you think was an important role for you, one or two?
1: Um, Sure. Um, You know, we got caught in the lumber shortage.
0: Oh, golly, I forgot about that. As well. Right. Um,
1: and again, these are things that you can't predict. You know, this was dictated by the market. And, and that lumber and shortage demand.
0: had two things. It delayed, and if I remember correctly, I think it had a cost yes, effect.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> It did.
0: <laughs> but you know what? I think you have to have wood to build your house. You have to have wood. <laughs> I mean, you don't have a choice. And
1: we didn't have a choice. Right. And so, yeah, that kind of caught us off guard. Right. Um. I know I'm looking at the notes as well when we talked about the plans for right. the architectural plans. Right. Um. Unfortunately, our architect was out for a long time, if you'll recall. Yes. I think that entire office... Um, and we were working remotely with her. I they think did. It was, was
0: remotely, and they they did close down. And if I remember, we made multiple changes mm-hmm. uh, that's in there. And the house also grew.
1: It did grow <laughs> in size. <laughs> yeah. and
0: so it's, and I'm sure that was a little bit unexpected as well. Mm-hmm. Although now it's beautiful and it's nice. but those happen, and you have to be, very aware mm-hmm. that happens, and I know we the other day talked about um, the the conversation having is that are you going to be extremely strict and say my house has to be X amount of square feet? I don't want it to go up and down more than a couple hundred square feet, um, which sometimes is unrealistic. Or either you know what the house is what it is. I don't want it to be ten thousand square feet, but you know if it's you know five hundred or a thousand more square feet than what we thought it would be. So be it. I mean, it kind of is what it is.
1: Right. And we did. We enclosed two open porches. We did upstairs and downstairs. Upstairs and downstairs. And so that obviously um added some square footage sure. that um, but we we really wanted it. And it's know?
0: beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean that um the downstairs sitting room that it was enclosed uh is looking really good. We're getting close to furnishing, but sort of reflecting on that, we had to move the um the grill. And the cooking wow. area, because yeah. that was originally designed to be in there. And we want to make sure that listeners and viewers understand that when you enclose and you tweak things a little bit, that that has to be moved, because you want to grill. I mean, <laughs> you physically want to grill. And we eliminated fireplace outside that wasn't very important to you, right. um, having a grilling area and having the sitting area. And I also think uh, it wasn't a su- necessarily a surprise, but we added screens. To that outside right. porch. Right. And that has to be planned, I believe, in the beginning or on the front side of it. So I like when they hide when they come down and they certainly did. Uh, they don't have to if you add them on you know, later, but they look beautiful when they go in. Right. Uh, that's there. And then I think the something else that we did that we played is the exterior paint colors. Um, yeah. It was just we we looked and we had to think about them and we looked at them with the knockdown brick wall, the sample wall, and it's in there, but that plays a little bit and I always tell people it's close to when it goes up never everything's not hundred percent exact right. and um, we we built a custom home I mean that's that's in there and I think there is a huge difference between a full-on custom home and a partially custom home and a spec there's nothing wrong with any of them they're all fabulous right. but when you do full-on custom we spent a, a lot of time together and a lot of communication I mean there were, months and months and months. I still feel like we talk every day sometimes, if not two or three times a day. It may be quick, but it's just, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or this is going to be delayed. The screens are going to be delayed or the break's going to be delayed. What do you think about it? And that's not even talking about furniture.
2: No. I mean, that's no. just
0: construction yeah. that's in there. And I also believe that we ended up tweaking a couple of windows upstairs but, because yes. of the sizes and the delays and not having a window in a particular room. And it's that, hey, do we want to be able to have it? And um, I know that you want to forget, and then your husband certainly wants to forget, that there were a couple doors that <laughs> – (laughs) Just disappeared. And I think they disappeared outside. Um, And then now that also brings back a flashback. We changed the front door. Yeah. Um, We went from, was it eight feet to 10 feet?
1: 10 or 12. 10 or 12. It was It it was significant. It was significant that was in there.
0: Beautiful and nice. And we laughed about it. We did (laughs) (laughs) afterward. It's big.
1: It's big. Um, But it it was needed for it to look proportionately correct. Right. Right. We looked at the other ones and we said they're they're just going to be too small. Just not happy with it. It
0: is. And it's something you want to be happy with. Mm -hmm. You see it. Um, It's a big part. It's the um, part of the eyes of your home. It's what you'd be able to see. I think that's a really big deal. Um, Quick question I just thought of. Uh, Half my clients when I work down at the coast are actually from out of state. Mm -hmm. Do you feel you would have been comfortable being out of town and out of state with this project? Um, Because I know that we met a lot together on site. We still communicated and sent you pictures. Right, right. But do you think you could have done this without being here or as being here as frequently as you were?
1: Uh, For me, no. Okay. I really needed to um, be close to the project. Right. um, And I know my husband did. Right. Um, I think it would have made it more difficult. And just being able to um, bounce things off. Of either you or the builder, right? Um, made an incredible difference.
0: I think having the idea to bounce stuff off and having someone say, "I love it," yes, or either, "Oh my gosh," you know. I don't th- hopefully I never said I hated it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not sure I would quite do that. Uh, that's in there, so it it happens, and that's nice. And some people are comfortable. Um, only come in once a quarter. Other people really want to be there. I, I, I'm good with either or. It's right. fun to communicate. And again, I try and like to educate people. Right. You know, let you know, hey, this is why I suggest this instead of saying this is why you need to do this. And there's no answer, you know, to it. Just make it happen. It's nice to physically be able to know if that works.
1: But I think that the design work, especially up front, was so incredibly helpful. Right. Um, and i know i could never have done that by myself right with going through tile selections you know floor selections all those things that go into the quote design of it um that really make that you know lend the personal touch
0: There was a fair amount um again if i remember we used florida tile for the tile they were incredible, incredible. paula was fabulous there i know that you and i went at least twice yes. together um and i went twice without you just to double check and then i think that there were still uh kind of your mud area we had to flip and change that a little yep. bit yep. so again part of the deal and it was just it's been discontinued and dropped and it's beautiful what's there and we have a picture of it is absolutely gorgeous to me it's more of you know we wanted the look the pattern was really really important that's in there that's that was a really big deal and again um, just kind of left that out. We talked about the windows and about the wood. You know, the tile played a major important role that's in there. Um, that leads up to, and I already know your answer mm-hmm. on this, is having a designer and having help and having someone to push back the relevancy or the importance that you feel that you needed it or either you didn't necessarily need it.
1: You know, I think there's a big difference um, that a lot of people sometimes don't understand, uh, the difference between a designer and a decorator. Right. And having the design aspect um, is so crucial to how everything is going to eventually be decorated. Right. You know? Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody wants to get to the pretty stuff. Right.
0: (laughs) And it's not always about the pretty stuff.
1: It's not. Yeah, exactly. And so.
0: The fluff, let's call it. The the fluff. fluff. Right.
1: Um, Yeah. So that design work is, and like you said, opinions, you've got a great eye for color. Right. Right. Um, I can sometimes think of something, you know, but then you'll, you know, you, you're able to say, but this with this, um, you know, so how it would lead and from one room to the next, you know, how it would flow, yes, things like that. Just flooring, is important. you know, from flooring from paint, right. all of that. So that's why, you know, I think it's so important.
0: It was incredibly helpful for me to have inspiration pictures and a general idea of the direction that you were going to go. And then we were able to look at other photographs and other pictures and then give you other colors and say, hey, Nancy, I think this is going to look great. This is a great idea. Or either, hey, I'm not so sure this is the best. Right. Um, And then we had a general idea decorating-wise, you know, on the interior furniture. And we want to separate the two. There's the decorating and then there's the construction. And we had, because of the delays, uh, we had to allow six to 12 months for some of the furniture to come in, which is a little challenging for people because they want to be able to see things. But... If it's like, hey, I want the bulk of my furniture in within 30 days when I move into the house. I don't want to sit on the floor. um, Then you have to sort of make some decision that's in there. And I know that I laugh that we replaced that lovely upstairs rug in bedroom number three, the green rug. (laughs) And some of that is that, hey, we're not going to do it. I always have a little hidden agenda. You know, well, I'm just going to show them a rug eventually that works in there. And it's also finding a rug that's reasonable, you know, that's a reasonable cost, that's not crazy expensive, and it's not going to take forever to get in, where it's like, okay. And this actually leads us now into another um, number or another fact. It's allowances and budgets. We have allowances for building your home, and then we have allowances for decorating and furnishings. Um, decorating and furnishings has a number, and we try really hard. And I think we've done pretty good. We have staying within that number. Building the house, not <laughs> so sure. <laughs> that may that may vary a little bit, but it is what it is. I mean, the cost of wood, the cost of you right. know the brick, it just went up because material cost, and I think freight had a tremendous amount to it do did. with it. It did. Added you have to make the 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 physically decision to be able to do that. Right. So. I'm happy to hear that you feel having a designer there and then something that you're probably not overly familiar about is we have a decorator. We have a designer. Well, now there's an e-designer um, that's coming out there. So there's someone else in the industry. And it's I'm curious to see because sometimes the e-designers are great, but they're online. They're not in person. Um, the, the feedback that they give is very digital. Mm-hmm. Um, it's drawn out. I use some of them to help with drawings because they're cost effective and I can help pick out brick and stone and windows and do other, what I consider a little bit more important things. It's all important, but things that are a little bit quicker on the timeline, while someone else is physically doing the renderings or drawing, you know, doing the drawings. Um, but, uh, you need your husband needed, Hey, we need, stuff. We want to talk to you. We want to see you. We want to let you hold it, you know, when it's that time versus not everything can be pictures and digital. You know, we physically need that. I'm old school. I've been around for a long time, been in the industry for a while. I like communicating and talking with the people. And the reason I like to do that is I can tell if you're upset (laughs) by the conversation on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of emails because it's hard to read. Sometimes read, you read those channel. emails and it's like, oh, my gosh, they just want to rip my head off. And then when you talk and you're like, oh, they're not upset after right. all. Right. So where if you talk to someone, it's like, hey, I can tell if you're about to freak out, you know, and vice versa. You can, I think, tell if I'm about to freak out. And what's been great with me and actually with other designers, it's not just me, is that we do care about the project. We want you guys to be happy. We want your family to be happy. But We want it to look beautiful and nice. Sure. So ultimately, you pay the bill. Um, and your choice, but it is my job. It is the designer's job to give you at least an avenue of what works best and then make the decision and then go on from there. Would you agree?
1: Oh, 100%. And I think the other thing that you have to realize too is I know when we came, because we had done a home before, Right. we thought, well, a lot of this can be used again, but this was a totally different style house. Right. And while we were able to use some things, a lot of them had, you know, had to go. <laughs>
0: Do you agree that that decision has to be made once you move in? Because I feel like we we just we're we're doing that as we speak. That's in there, and I don't I don't put my foot down and say I know that you're going to replace it. But my thought is, you know what? Let's let things happen and then go where they go. Or is it better for you to say? You know, you said that we were going to have to replace 80% of our furniture, right. not 50%. Right. I'm probably going to be right. That's in there. Right. But it's like, I I care, but it's not as important to get like your bedroom done, area for the grandkids done. It's not as important to build the house right. that's on there. Right. And quite frankly, if it means having stone or having sofas, I'd rather you have stone because right. <laughs> you can get the sofas a little bit later. Exactly. And I know other people may disagree with me with that. And- it always happens that my little budget or my big budget for whatever it is for decorating and furniture, that kind of gets robbed sure, and put in construction. But again, you can't replace the countertops. You can't replace the stone. Not easily. You can, yeah. but it's I think it's super expensive.
2: And your and
1: appliances.
0: Appliances are huge. And again, that falls back into our allowances, exactly. having a realistic number and an idea. I don't think people realize that. You know, chef appliances, nice appliances. I think we used a great. You know, um, a friend of mine, love them, their product. It's has a price tag with it and yes. it's a real number and it is very it's different today than it was 10 years ago um, if not five years ago and it's certainly different than 20 years ago sure. and i can't tell you the times that i've worked with the builder or builders and then give allowances and then people come back and say oh my gosh does the refrigerator really cost fifteen thousand dollars?" and i was like well it could cost 25 or 30 if that's what you want it's what's there um, and it's what's realistic and not to be morbid we do have to say you know what This is my last primary house, right? you know, and it is what it is. I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be nice and make that decision. But you're not going to replace your refrigerator. No. I mean, and it's just and I think I made the joke that sometimes it's a little cheap car that goes in there. Right. But they are what they are. They're expensive. Um,
1: And that's it. You're, You're exactly right. And those are the decisions Plus, those are the big, hard decisions up front are Mm -hmm. usually the pricier decisions. Right. Um, And I think that's why it's so important to have a realistic budget and where you're going to go with that.
0: Very realistic budget. And we have to also remember that the appliances play into – I love Fulford. I use them a ton for the cabinets. Those appliance dimensions and specifications need to get to the builder. And exactly. so we can't change our mind and say, well, we're going to go from a 48-inch refrigerator to a 42-inch refrigerator, or we're going to go from a 40-inch refrigerator to a 60-inch refrigerator. Exactly. That has a major effect on the way that Fulford or your cabinet people are going to lay out the cabinets.
1: Exactly. Same
0: thing with the range. I'm a big fan of 48. Um, I like the 60. Right. But sometimes some people are like, I'm not going to spend $18,000 on a range, and 60 inches is huge. I'm only going to use two. So, there's that happy medium that's in between. And I believe that we did 48 for you. We did. Beautiful. And it works very, very nice that's in there. But if you were to change to a 36 or a, four, a 60, that would have affected the cabinet guys like there was no tomorrow and the hood.
1: And it would have affected everything. Everything. Because then, I, you know, it would affect how much space I had on either side. Right. Um, while the island is. Um, you know, very spacious. Right. Um, you know, we had to be cognizant of either side of that stove area so that I would have cooking space.
0: I was just reading. Yes, the the, <laughs> the island was a big deal, and you could probably dance on the island with two people. I love it. Um, I just read something um, the other day about. depth say from your range or your um the front of the the cabinets where your range is to your island is that minimum is 42 inches and we actually did 55 close to 60 for you Mm -hmm. and is that do you like that um there's always a not always there's a debate sometimes whether or not you know 36 which is minimum which i think is incredibly tight that's 88. 42 i still think is a little bit tight and small i sort of like 48 somewhere up to close to 60. That way, if the dishwasher goes down or if the, um, the the range doors, the ovens go down, you still have the ability to walk around it. Or if you lower it, you can stand in front of it, you know, and without right. sitting on the countertop.
1: Right, I love um, the extra area right. between. Um, I think it just, it makes it feel more spacious. I know at least in my family um, and why that area was so important to me, was Because everybody gathers in the kitchen, uh, in the kitchen. yes. And with um, our previous house, we found that that space got really crowded really quick, right? Um, and so you and I talked a lot about you know, can we move the island back a little bit?
0: Didn't we go from two islands down to one, two smaller ones? I yeah, think in the we, way yeah. back in the original plans, mm-hmm. that it would be a little bit better for your application to have one larger island Correct. and it's large. Uh, that's in there but it's still beautiful and it looks amazing and we pulled that back and we marked it on the floor I mean we physically sat there and looked at it on the floor it seems a little larger than it is but it's amazing now I mean it's it's really perfect that's that's there
1: and and I think that's important too when you know you're talking either long distance or in person right there were a lot of times that we went out and taped things off you know we did, had to do it with the kitchen table literally
0: taped them taped. The blue tape right <laughs>
1: um i had an idea of what we wanted and you know i i know i kind of said try and find it
0: right well it was and that is an example is that um there are a gazillion rectangle tables that have corners that have a traditional um i think it's 90 degree corner Mm -hmm. that's in there and it was really important for you guys to have an oval table the space was too big to have round i'm a big fan if you have a round table then the room needs to be relatively square or close to even this was very rectangular and i happened to be going to one of the markets actually think it was out in dallas Mm -hmm. and because it was hot again um, where we found the round table. And that was one of the things that it's like, the sofa needs to be this. I care, but I don't care about the sofa. The chairs are nice. I don't care about the chairs. But it is a level 10. It is a must that we have an oval table because we don't want the kids, you know, the grandkids smashing into right. it. You know, and I hate to say it, as you get older, you just, they cause bruises. Yeah. I mean, when you bump into the <laughs> corner, they don't go away overnight anymore. Exactly. And it's nice to be able to have it. But we certainly looked at, lucked out with that. But it was something that you gave me in the very beginning and said, okay, this is really important to me. I want an oval table. I do not, do not want a square corner table right. or a rectangle table.
1: And we had to work on that earlier than later because, again, of the availability yes. of a lot of these products.
0: Availability took time, and there was about three in the world.
1: Exactly. So. <laughs>
0: And then I think one of them was the right color, and it worked out very, very nice that we were able perfectly. to do that. Right. And it it caught a little bit of begging and a little bit of baking cookies and pies to get it in a timely matter. I think that there were three or four, and the next order was going to come in in six or eight months. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we don't have six or eight months. But there was a little bit of a learning curve. Yes, we did that in the beginning, but in retrospect, I probably would have Done that at the very, very beginning, which sounds nuts. It's like, who would pick out their kitchen table the day that you break ground, you know, and it takes a year or 14 or 16 months to build your home. But if it takes 12 months to get that table in or a little bit longer, that's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. We're going to jump over now and look at some of our pictures and then we're going to ask you some questions. (laughs) It is. There's the oval table that we were just talking about. And kind of what I like to do here is just ask you a couple questions and things we see. Not overly um, drug out, and this is where they'll actually be online, so we don't get to see us, so uh, that's on there. We can talk about it. This is a great example that we have the oval table for furnishing and decorating that we were talking about that we didn't want to have the square corners, and we do have the leaf that's in there, and that was a big deal. Um, and then we also didn't want – the one thing people have to understand with the oval table is you have to have a pedestal in the center they don't come with corner legs right so you start getting that size where they become a little bit too large and then if you end up having to have a double pedestal underneath it gets to be a little bit formal so this worked out well and golly i think this was from park view if i remember correctly or park somebody uh that's on there and it worked out well and they actually had the chairs too um and then this was wonderful the um the porcelain stuff that's in the the sideboard or the break front was yours existing. Mm-hmm. So we're able to mix some things that's in there. And, you know, we're slowly progressing little by little. We have a beautiful alabaster lamp and some art. We're not finished. That's there, and of course, this is my little friend there on the left eating. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he was licking the bowl, yes. saying, "Hey, I'm hungry. Feed me." Um, but this was nice. We we're able to see it that, um, and this shows the oval that works out really, really well. That's in there, and I think it's beautiful and it's nice. Our next picture that we have is the kitchen, and we could see this from the last one. Uh, what we wanted to, I wanted to show everyone and talk about, is that one is the countertop which was a big deal. We had to make a couple of changes and edits that. That's a little bit big deal, but it's a natural um, uh, travertine that is silver travertine that's in the backsplash and it's coated. it's old school, but it looks so beautiful. And what I want to point out is that it has a range to it. So you can pick two or three tile samples out, and they're not going to look the same. But fortunately, you were already aware of that. Right. And Florida Tile was great that they had multiples on there, and they gave us some samples. But I try to do a really, really hard job and let everyone know that it's not going to look just like this one. It's going to vary. But I think it's amazing.
1: And I, what I love about it, I do love the variation about it, Um. I know that's kind of scary for other people, you know, if they just want white Subway. um, But I I thought the variation was what gave it the character.
0: It's classic. Now, you have a pot filler that's over the range. Mm -hmm. Do you use it?
1: All the time. You
0: do use it all the time. I do use
1: it all the time. Sometimes I forget.
0: Okay, I was going to ask you, have you ever forgotten to put something underneath it? And turned it on?
1: No, I haven't done that, but okay. I have forgotten to, you know, I'll go to the sink and then I'll go, what am I doing? Yes. I've got this right here. It's so incredibly easy to, especially with big pots when you're, I mean.
0: Like stock pots and stock pasta pots. Stock pots and yeah. things like that, yeah. yeah. But I That's, use it all the time. That works tremendously. And then above it, we actually... Um, found some pottery at a local pottery store. Um, God, I can't remember the name of this, but we met quickly. Again, Seagrove. That was, Seagrove, there you go. It was one of those things, hey, what you doing? Do you want to meet me at the pottery <laughs> store? Let's go look for some pottery. And it's nice. And then, you know, we've connected all the hood. Beautiful. Fulford did an amazing job that's on there. And, and I always sort of preach that if you have a rangy or textured backsplash, it's always a little bit better. With the countertops to be simpler in my mind it's just you don't want busy on both right it's sort of either or and this originally came from uh Mm franchini and then we met and looked and we had to tweak it and make some changes but what's nice with this is you have the bump outs on the slide out drawers to the left and right and again big shout out to our friends from thermidor and then this is a 48 inch range um do you use both ovens because i believe there's a 30 and there's an 18.
1: yeah i do actually um I don't use the 18 as much, but it's super nice to have for reheating right. or small dishes. Right. Um, but the right side, you know, tends to work for us 90% of the time.
0: Love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And then also what we want to point out is we ran to the cabinets to the ceiling. So these are full height ceilings. And it's hard for people to tell, but we have 11 foot ceilings uh, and not 10 foot ceilings. Correct. So they're a little bit taller. It's hard to tell in the pictures. It is hard to tell. Um, I'm a big fan of a little bit taller when you can do them. I right. think it's nice, but it looks amazing. Uh, beautiful that's in there. Um, our next slide picture that we have, again, it's the kitchen. So we have our little fun chickens <laughs> and everything to the right. This actually shows that the, the texture of the countertop, how it had, and how we have a little bit of a bump out to the left and right of the range. And again, that pot filler, amazing and then getting some lights up underneath the cabinet. And this falls back where we talked about how important it is to get the appliances, all the specifications to the cabinet maker, not only the range, but uh, that insert for the hood, big deal, big, big, big deal.
1: Big deal, and you can see really from this perspective that if you had gone to a 60 inch, how much counter space I would have lost.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have encouraged the 60 in, in this space, and you like to cook, that's really important to you, but it was like 48 works oh. just fine and just and handles the needs in there. The other thing that we did uh, is put the electrical outlets up underneath the cabinets. So it keeps a very clean backsplash. And you're neat and highly organized. So does that still work for you when you it. ran into yeah. an issue? And
1: just when you plug them in, it's so easy. Um, and they're out of the way, like you said. Right. And you get, don't get the dings and all of that on the walls.
0: It's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. So our next picture is these are a lot of fun. There's a couple things. One, it's a barn door. So it slides back and forth. And I believe this was oak and we stained it. So mm-hmm. we got it from our friends, I believe at ITC. Um, they came through so we're able to pick it and stain it. It has a texture glass to it. But I love these photographs. You actually found these um, at the farmers market, farmer's market outside Raleigh. And we picked them up and went and looked at them. And they're great. They are they look absolutely fantastic. I love them a thousand percent. Um, the other thing that we added is that door handle which was a big deal we want to remind people is that you have to have a door handle on these barn doors yes um and i know that some people feel like the the barn doors are a little bit trendy this is very appropriate for your style and i love the fact that we stained it and it wasn't painted to match all of your other interior doors is is I, I think, amazing.
1: Yeah. And it, it, I, to me, I'm like you, it's the perfect um, accompaniment for, to go into a pantry um, versus just having a regular door. And I love it. You can it. close it off easily, but it, you can still get the light through it.
0: Very, very nice. And you have a beautiful pantry. So which was really cool. So that works out well. Our next photograph is um, this is showing the bottom part of the um the 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 barn door the sliding door and then this actually shows the floor tile that we had to change and this is laid in a herringbone pattern which i think is a huge ordeal and again a huge shout out we just had this rug that came in from ruggables you know we love it and it's something that can be cleaned it works it's washable but when we talked a little earlier how we had to change and tweak the um, the floor tile a little bit from floor to tile this is one right. i think it looks beautiful amazing. and amazing and we carried it into the pantry and then you're not able to see there's a laundry room on the other side something i do want to remind everyone is that if you do a porcelain tile it's typically a quarter inch thick if you do solid pavers it's thicker it can be a half inch thick and you have to know that in construction that's in there and then this was very fortunate for us that it looks, I think, amazing. It looks absolutely fabulous. I love it a thousand percent. Our next slide. This is <laughs> Willie. So this is your little friend who I love to death. So let everyone know. And he's a mixture of uh, uh, Dotson and Chihuahua. Right. Am I correct right. with that? He's sweet, He uh, just, I love him, he loves me. He talks to me every time that I come over, but I had to take a little <laughs> cute picture of him that's in there, so he's sweet as can be. Our uh, next picture is what I wanted to show here, this is an area that we're still working on, is that in part of the design, the stone stopped short. We ran the stone all the way to the ceiling. And this okay. is the same stone that's on the exterior of the home. Mm-hmm. We didn't mix it up. We were consistent. And as we look at a picture only outside, you were able to see it. And, of course, um, you had the existing table, and we're working with the lamps and the the um the picture frames and the artwork but I wanted to show here how the beams tied into the stone and how that natural stone was important and it's tough to tell but it's kind of cut off there's a, a beam on the left side of that mirror that creates a balance. We're not able to see it right now but I think it's amazing and this is also a great picture of your hardwood floors. Um, yes. they're oak that's in there and it's everywhere um, but um, I think stunning and beautiful a thousand percent. Our next picture is your staircase. Uh, a couple things on here I wanted to bring up. We decided at the very end to add a runner. right? So um, everyone went and fall down, right? Uh, <laughs> slide down the staircase. It is beautiful. And we actually got that from Terry's Floor Fashion yes. uh, that they did the runner and we templated it out. And then we're slowly getting that center table done with flowers. But kind of wanted to point out how that paneling is added on the interior cov- um, curve of the staircase. And it gives it a little bit of wow and zing. And it's fun to look at the pictures because you can say, okay, well, I definitely need something on the table. It's very different when you're a person than when you look at it. But I wanted our guests to be able to see or our listeners to see how that works. And this was a custom on Staircase. I believe it was from Vision. And they made it. It is a spiral or half spiral that goes all the way up. And planning. This took a ton of planning that was in there. It's not... As so much, I don't want to discount that the pickets are the pickets, but the pickets are easy. It's how is it going to lay out? How is it going to turn? We want to make sure that it's wide enough. And then after you moved in, we figured out real quick that we're going to have to have a runner, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just people are sliding down. The You know, Willie has a hard mm-hmm. time getting up. And it's like supposed to fear in sock feet, but I think it's amazing. And then the, the table and everything came in. But again, we planned. We knew. That size and that opening where that table goes, that that was a big deal, the size that it needed to happen. And we also pre plan that there's electrical underneath it if you ever need it. Correct. So we probably are not going to need it, but better safe than sorry when you're building and the electrician comes, you don't want to come back a little bit later and say, golly, I wish I had something there. And I think that I probably had an agenda there thinking that maybe you would have a Christmas tree. Yes. And he would have a way to plug it in. So things just sometimes happen that I don't tell anyone (laughs) about. So I don't think that it's necessarily going to plug in right now with the table. But when the Christmas tree hopefully goes in there, if it's a small pencil tree, we're going to need to be able to put power to it. Right. um, And look, so that was the reason. I think it's amazing. So our next slide is the exterior of the house. And this I just wanted to point out how we mix the natural stone and the brick. Uh, that's in there. And it's impossible to tell with the picture that we did the wider mortar joints, but they are. um, And we have this turret round that's on the front. And again, we tweaked it. There was originally going to be a gate. I don't know if you remember. I do. um, Up in there. And it was like, hey, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And I wish I had taken a little bit of a different picture to see that front door because it is stunning uh, that's in there. But that shows nicely, again, how we had the smaller natural stone and we mixed it with the brick And it goes all the way up on the tower, and you have the brackets and all the pieces that go around it.
1: And with the wider mortar, we were able to still get the look, I think, from the original brick that we had picked out um, because we kind of wanted it to feel older.
0: Did want old school feeling, older for sure, and to have a little bit of a tumbled flavor and a nice complement, which I think the lighter brick, we didn't want to paint it, Mm -mm. um, but we wanted a lighter brick works well. And even in the photograph, it looks a little lighter than it is. I feel like in person, it's a little bit richer and a little bit darker, but amazing. And we bought those fun pots um, again, and I think you planted most of them uh, and then put them in there and they look beautiful. Um, progress, things happen little by little. That's right. Uh, that's on there. And uh, what I love, and I've not seen it at um, not yet, and I've got to wait till... What, November, December, where it gets dark at five or six o'clock. So, and to see the lights, Lights. I'm not gonna go there at nine o'clock and look at it, but it's beautiful. And the one thing you probably don't know is that these dormers that are on the top, we're actually spray painted them black on the inside. So when you look at them, it looks there, but those dormers don't go to anything. No. They go to the, they're just there for looks, but it was a, a big deal. And some of those things happen on the fly. I mean, it's like, hey, I don't want to see inside the roof. It has to be painted exactly. black or there has to be some type of film that goes on the back of it. And that's part of having a great contractor and a good design team. that you're able to play with that and then work on it. So anything else there that you see? I think it's beautiful. I love yeah, it.
1: We, we played around a lot with the paint color.
0: We did. Um, But but
1: again, you know, we would look at it in different light, you know, maybe different times of the day because it always
0: Different locations on the house.
1: And different locations on the house.
0: The front and the back.
1: Um, But I think it it all um, tied together really well.
0: I agree a thousand percent. So, Drago, is that our last slide? It is. It is. And you know what? It's forty. It's 45 minutes So we've been talking. I told you it would go through relatively quickly, and we have more. We actually, we hit most of the questions, yep. but we're going to, I think, get most of them and probably need to wrap up that's in there. So I know Willie's probably licking his bowl and right. wants food right. that's in there. Thank you so incredibly much. Hey, before we wrap up and say goodbye, there is something I want to add, and it's probably my last question. Mm-hmm. Is there one or two things that you can offer our listeners and viewers that were really important to you. Not necessarily that you were do differently or, you know, something that you found that were just extremely important to you that would be helpful for them.
1: Yes. Um, in our previous process and previous house, um, we did not have the team that we did here. Right. And I think that was the most important thing from, you and the builder working together, um, you know, even the realtor at the very, very beginning. Having a cohesive team, um, I think, was invaluable.
0: Very nice. Very nice. And what about a number two?
1: A number two um, would be, I think that you've got to be flexible.
0: Flexible. I agree with you it's, a thousand percent. It's,
1: you cannot get hung up on certain things that it, you know, to the things that we've already talked about. That if they're not going to happen they're not going to happen and um, yeah it's really important especially in a custom home build that you're going to have to kind of go with the ebbs and flows um, and know that up front versus if you think that you want to have just something straightforward then maybe a different um, type builder um, is the way to go that'd be
2: the
0: perfect builder for you i love it teamwork and flexibility are great great things to take with you so Thanks again, Nancy. I love it. Welcome to North Carolina. Although you've been here for a while, you don't need to be welcomed. So, and we're so happy. I'm so happy that you left Austin and then you and your husband and love Willie that came to Central North Carolina and you have a beautiful home. And I'm excited. And hopefully, hopefully, we're going to get all the furniture wrapped up in the next six months and it's going to finish and look beautiful. So, well,
1: I can't thank you enough.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you coming to this podcast. This is fun, not as bad as you thought it would be and not as crazy. So, That sounds great. Now we're going to wrap up at the very end, and then I'm going to talk to you again real soon. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Eddie. Wasn't that an amazing podcast from my wonderful friend and guest, Nancy? How can you for not get that little dog, Willie? Love him so much. Before we wrap up and close, I want to give you these terrific three tips one, let's think about allowances. Remember, remember, make sure that they are realistic, that you have a general idea of what things are going to cost. Number two, we're going to pick up from our conversation is have an idea of what these sizes of appliances are going to be. So when they go to the cabinet guy, he's going to have a good idea of what they need to be. And remember, when we plan for 36 or 48 inch or 60 inch range, can't change that if you change that range you've got to change all of your cabinets number three something i want to bring out bring up is have a general or a really good idea of your furniture layout what's going to go where whether you need to be have an oval table remember we talked about the oval table and not banging your legs on the corner or whether or not you have a square that's going to help tremendously in the layout with the architect when you're designing your plans all these elements and plus many more are so important in your project don't forget them and let everyone know I want to thank you again for tuning in to Designers Lane. It was great. I want to remind you to subscribe. Big deal. That way you get all the notifications. And we want to wrap this up and thank our sponsors, um, Jenny Blanton, who is going to help with all of your real estate needs in central North Carolina, or actually most of North Carolina. If you got any questions, be sure and reach out to her. And also, we can't forget about Dogwood and Company. They're going to, again, be focused primarily in central North Carolina help out with your new construction luxury needs or any um, larger scales remodel. Thanks again for tuning in and we're gonna talk to you real soon.